Bible Speaks with Audley McLean. The Bible Speaks is a weekly ministry of Harvest International. Our prayer is that the Bible Speaks will encourage you in your study of God's Word. You will be able to contact Audley at the address given at the end of this broadcast. And now, here's Audley. Greetings and salutations and blessings be upon you. I'm so glad that we're able to get together again today to talk about things that matter and beyond things that matter, about Him who matters, about our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Those of you who have been part of our audience or know anything about the Bible Speaks, understand that our goal is to lift up Jesus Christ, to shine the light of the gospel into the darkness of our world. No, we're not here to reform America. We're not here to stand up for causes less than Calvary. Our cause is Jesus. We've come to at least aim at what the Apostle Paul said as he wrote to the Christians at Galatia. He says, I'm crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ lives in me, and the life which I now live, I live by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. I'm on abashedly bold and unashamed to lift up Jesus. And I trust that anyone listening in who has never come to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ will use these moments as the opportunity to embrace Jesus as Savior and Lord. The Apostle Peter, preaching in the beginning of the church era, said there is no other name given among men or among people whereby we must be saved. He was talking to a very sophisticated, educated religious group. And he said, Jesus is the way. And Jesus himself said that, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. So in this day of try a little this and try a little that, I am committed to the gospel of God's saving grace for sinners who are lost and undone. So pray for us. And thank you for those of you who have kept the broadcast on the air by your prayer and faithful giving. Well, right about now, I feel I would like to borrow uh, the the language of um, Pastor S.M. Lockridge in his great Easter sermon. It's Friday, but Sundays are coming. I wish I could borrow the cadence and the richness of his voice and sing to you, it's Sunday, but Thursdays are coming. What do I mean by that? Well, coming Thursday, the 23rd of September, will be the annual in-gathering of the supporters of The Bible Speaks. We'll have a banquet and uh, an evening of thanking God for bringing us this far by faith. And we have a program like none of that. Comedian and stunt extraordinaire, deliverer Max Winfrey is going to be our main speaker that evening. 
And then, in addition, we'll be introducing to you a young minister of the word, Dean Paul Hart, who is coming alongside me, yes, to take over the broadcast. It's at his will. I've told him I'll hang around. He says, don't leave me alone yet. And so together we will do this until he indicates I can go and be an old man somewhere. And you will allow that. You will support that. And you will pray for us. And so don't miss this coming Thursday. This is your last opportunity. And you can register for Thursday by going immediately to one of the two websites, either going to the College Road Baptist website at collegeroad.org slash event, or go to our own website, harvestinternational.org, and you can register at either of those two places. We want to hear from you. Visit our website at Harvest International and pray for all that's happening there our help to the areas in need, the tons and tons of food and other helpful things going to Haiti and Dominica, to places of absolute urgence. Be a part of it and come join us this coming Thursday. The banquet is at 6 o'clock in the evening at College Road Baptist Church, 5010 Southwest College Road here in Ocala. And some of you or too far away, and your circumstances don't allow, please make your contribution at one of the websites that I've mentioned to you, or at the address it would give you at the end of the broadcast. A couple of weeks ago, I left off talking about the devil's temptation and his inroads into Eve's and Adam's life and the consequences that we all face. And I was talking about our avoidance of satanic intrusion into our lives. And I want to just wrap that up by reminding us that Satan is alive, his time is limited, and he knows it. And so he's going to pull out all the stops. And I want to encourage you to pay attention to the one significant aspect of Eve's failure and to remind you it still is true about you and me today. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, help us to grasp the imperative of resisting the devil. Help us to grasp the imperatives of, imperative of commitment to our Lord Jesus Christ and his lordship in our lives. Lord, draw our hearts out to the imperative of holiness, and obedience and humility. We ask that these moments may enrich our lives and bring glory to your matchless name. Amen. Eve's trouble was that she paid attention to Satan's temptation to take away her humility. He wanted her to be boastful, big as God, and she grasped the opportunity. Well, that Pride, that wanting for self to be number one, is still alive today. And the Lord Jesus emphasized that. And he made it clear that we can't be following him and following mammon. We can't be following him and glorifying self. 
we must be willing to make that decision of leaving the self-life behind and committing to the Christ life for the rest of our lives. You know those famous words we've often quoted and you've quoted, when Jesus said, if any man or any woman or any person will come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross and follow me. That principle prevails throughout all of the relationship between the individual, that's you, that's me, and God Almighty. The Lord Jesus is the great conduit. He came into the world to make our relationship with God a possibility, a reality, and a victorious, victorious and successful experience. And so Paul picks up this theme, and I want you to watch it carefully. I'm going to share a number of scriptures with you now, because I believe the Word of God is still a loving, living, powerful, two-edged sword. It always has been. Will you let the Word of God have right of way in your life today? In Romans chapter 12, verses 1 to 3, the Holy Spirit wants us to hear these words. I therefore, therefore I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Let me read those words again. This is your true and proper worship. Oh, we've heard a lot about worship and there are books written about worship, but genuine worship, actually, Paul says, is handing over to Jesus Christ. Whether you express it in song or spoken word, what matters is what's the intent of your heart. Are you worshipping him in spirit and in truth? Is he Lord of your life? And Paul says you must hand over body, soul, and spirit to him. And then he said, as if to accentuate what the temptation is really going to be. Therefore, he says, I urge you, brothers and sisters, do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. It's an inside job. Satan, with Eve in the Garden of Eden, said to her, do you really think God means that? And so he tries to wear down the simple imperative of God that we laid all on the altar. Paul continues in Romans chapter 12. He says, Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. Every believer wants to enter that place known as being in the will of God. It begins by humbling yourself at the cross and claiming Jesus Christ as Lord. Jesus had this to say. Jesus said that those who are poor in spirit would have the kingdom of heaven. Now the kingdom of heaven is within you. The kingdom of heaven is God's territory, and he wants to stake out a peace in your life. Jesus says humility is the central way 
you breaking down yourself and building Jesus up. Paul says, I have been crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. I close with these verses, these words from Philippians chapter 2. Therefore, if you have any encouragement from being united with Christ, he says, make my joy full, Paul says. And then he goes on to say, do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourselves, not looking to yourself. But let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who, though in the form of God, did not make that something to be grasped at, but humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. My friend, you want the Christ life? It's a humble Christ, humble life. All of the cross, crown Jesus, Savior and Lord. Now, what I'm suggesting doesn't require you go through a religious ceremony. It's a simple act of faith. The woman at the well of Sychar said to Jesus simply, Lord, give me this water. She got it. Today, Jesus is saying to you, I'm available. Trust me. Open your heart to Jesus and give us a call. Write and tell us that you began this new life for Jesus' sake. I've wandered far away from God. This program is cared for by listeners who care. Your prayers and financial investment in this ministry helps to keep the good news on the air. We look forward to hearing from you and invite you to write us at Harvest International, Post Office Box 6690, Ocala, Florida, 34478. Again, that's Harvest International, Post Office Box 6690, Ocala, Florida, 34478.